0: Welcome everyone to our introductory Piedmont Crossroads podcast. My name is Alexander Nance. I'm the Executive Director of the Virginia Piedmont Heritage Area Association. The mission of VPHA is to advocate for the preservation of the extraordinary historic and cultural landscape of the five-county Virginia Piedmont Heritage Area. It's also to educate about that history, and this podcast is our newest way of doing both. Our intention here is to explore preservation issues from the heritage area that we believe need a deeper look. We'll take these issues one at a time, open them up, and get inside. Generally, the podcasts will be about historic properties that are in trouble or may need more attention from the public or have survived a near-death experience and have a positive story to tell. Some you may have read about in the media and some you may know very little about. In all cases, you will learn some fascinating history, And hear about the encroachment by forces of modern life, usually by developers, and then about the conflict that results. You'll also hear what's being done and what can be done. We hope to lead you to solutions. Today we begin with Aldi and the property known as the Aldi assemblage. There's been a lot about it in the news, but rarely has the total story been told about why it's so important to get the ownership of this property right. Right now. Today, And sadly, for the fourth time in five-plus years, the assemblage, and for that matter, the historic village of Aldi, is on a precipice. The Loudon Board of Supervisors, which owns the assemblage, has put it up for sale. Again. And, against the wishes of Aldi residents, the preservation community, and historians, it could fall into the hands of one or more developers whose plans are unknown and could be incompatible with the wishes of the people who would be impacted the most. However, we do have one positive solution. The Piedmont Environmental Council has made a substantial offer for the assemblage that would satisfy the wishes of the community and preservationists. But that offer was submitted in December of last year, and we are still waiting for a decision from the Loudoun Board of Supervisors. You will hear about the PEC plan from Mike Kane, Director of Conservation for PEC, later in this podcast. You will also hear from VPHA board chairman and Aldi resident Delaney Morrison about the origins of the Aldi mess and a little bit about the ongoing battle. But mainly, you will hear why it is so important to make the right decision, why Aldi is the key to the future of Western Loudon. And for that, we will turn to Travis Shaw, VPHA's director of education and an Aldi expert who is here with me today in our studio at the historic Rector House in Atoka, Virginia.
1: Hi Travis. Hey, thanks so much for having me today, Alex. It's a pleasure. So, Travis, take us into the village of Aldi. Uh, sure, Alex. So, as you move west along Route 50, you're going to notice this very dramatic change in the landscape. You know, the intense residential and commercial development of eastern Loudoun County is going to gradually give way to this much better preserved rural agricultural landscape Uh, Then as you reach the rise just east of the village, you're going to see um, down below an area known as Gilbert's Corner, um, very historic crossroads, and then the Bull Run Mountains in the distance. Uh, And the village of Aldi is actually located in the gap in uh, the Bull Run Mountains where Little River crosses through that gap um, because of this little accident of geography you know aldi has r- attracted people for centuries uh, the road that we now think of as route 50 was a native american path leading from the tidewater, the potomac river valley west across the blue ridge and into the shenandoah you know people and trade goods are going to be moved across that road for centuries Uh, This road is then later adopted by European colonists in the 18th century. And then by the beginning of the 19th century, it's become part of a network of turnpikes that crisscross this part of Loudoun County. Um, East of the village of Aldi, it's known as the Little River Turnpike. Uh, As it goes west out of the village and to Ashby's Gap, it's going to become the Ashby's Gap Turnpike. You have the Snickersville Turnpike moving northwest out of the village towards Snickers Gap. And then moving north-south, what we think of as modern Route 15, would have been part of what was called the Carolina Road. So you have this vast web of transportation networks all converging in this one location. And that's really how the village of Aldi gets its start. Thanks, Travis. And what can you tell us about the history of the village of Aldi itself? So the village is going to have its, its real beginnings in the first decade of the 19th century. There are a few buildings that are older than that, but it's not until that kind of Little River Turnpike, Ashby's Gap Turnpike, gets established that the village is going to grow. And it's largely the result of the actions of one man, a man named Charles Fenton Mercer mercer is a statesman he's a soldier and he's an entrepreneur and in 1809 he is going to be responsible for the construction of the aldi mill Uh, the mill really becomes the linchpin of this growing village Uh, there's a country mill there so a mill for local production you know grinding local grain for local consumption as well as a merchant mill this is a much bigger industrial enterprise It's designed to take grain from Northern Virginia, um, grind it, and then sell that flour to um, basically to ports all up and down the East Coast, and even as far as the West Indies and Europe. Um, This is a major commercial operation. And with that, you get a lot of other smaller operations that support it, you know, coopers to make the barrels, um, blacksmiths to do the metalworking. You have a distillery that's located next to the mill as well using the grain. Um, and then on top of that, you also have, of course, the turnpike, which is bringing traffic. There are stagecoaches running back and forth through Aldi along the turnpike. So then you have all the businesses that support that, inns and taverns and so forth.
0: Thanks, Travis. And what can you tell us about the site known as the Aldi Assemblage and why this site is so important?
1: Sure. So, the Aldi Assemblage is really the gateway to Aldi. So, if Aldi is the gateway to the heritage area, the Assemblage is the gateway to the village. Um, As you're entering Aldi from the east, the Assemblage is a group of buildings located on your left, um, so on the south side of the road just as you pass the, the gap in the Bull Run Mountains. And it's a number of buildings, um, the most prominent of which is the old Aldi Tavern. Um, this is a, was originally built as a private residence, a place known as Woodburn, um, around the turn of the 19th century. But we do know by the middle of the 19th century, it's an active tavern. So again, catering to that traffic along the turnpike, you know, visitors who are moving east-west. You've got to imagine just the volume of people, you've got stagecoaches, you've got livestock being moved back and forth to market. Um, We know that coffles of enslaved people are being moved along the turnpike, um, particularly in the 1830s and 40s. So there's a tremendous amount of traffic. So this tavern would have been one of the most prominent locations in the village. You have a number of outbuildings associated with the tavern, uh, including one that potentially would have been used to house some of the enslaved workers who worked there at the tavern. Uh, You have a few other buildings in the assemblage. There's an old dry goods store, again, a 19th century commercial establishment, as well as a late 19th century residence. Um, So all very important to the fabric of Aldi. You know, anyone who comes to visit Aldi is going to almost instantly recognize this is one of the best preserved turnpike towns in northern Virginia. It's almost a time capsule of the first half of the 19th century. And all of these buildings help to set that context.
0: Great. Thanks so much, Travis. Joining me here now is Delaney Morrison, chair of the Virginia Piedmont Heritage Area Association, whose family has lived in Aldi for over 100 years. Thanks so much for joining us today, Delaney. Thank you for having me. Now, Delaney, how did the county come to own the assemblage in the first place?
2: Well, it's, it's a bit of a long story, um, but the long of the short of it is, uh, as we all know, the population growth in eastern Loudoun has been expanding very rapidly over the last 10 years. And uh, actually, the area just east of the roundabouts is also known as Aldi uh, these days for one reason or another. And so the county uh, has needed for some time to build a new modern firehouse to adequately address that community, um, to make sure safety standards are kept up. And over the last decade, they have purchased uh, several properties. And, and the first two that they went through uh, ultimately failed for several different reasons we won't get into now. But I think the county, after, after those two efforts fell through, they felt like, you know, kind of running out of options. So they ended up buying the Aldi Assemblage, which are the properties around the current uh, firehouse.
0: And then how did the county and the village first come into conflict over these properties? Well, unfortunately the
2: county really did not um, consider the community interest when they made that purchase. And and I would go as far to say that they did not do sufficient diligence to know what they were getting into uh, the, the county uh, that those properties to build a new firehouse there would require carving out part of the bull run mountains. It would require building again in a floodplain and you know, the idea of a modern firehouse in this small, historic village would have really been a scar on the character. And so the county really got quite up in arms when they learned that they were going to be facing sort of a suburban firehouse
0: in a preserved historic village. So then what happened next?
2: Well, uh thankfully Chair Randall and Supervisor Buffington and and others really listened to our calls of opposition and uh it was by no means a short process, but um, they, they heard our concerns and they worked very hard to find another location for the modern firehouse.
0: Well, that sounds like a, a great example of citizen impact and responsible leadership on behalf of the county. So then how did we end up in this current dilemma?
2: Well, uh, of course, the county's decision to, to find another place for the firehouse, which is a good one, uh, left them still owning the Aldi assemblage with no plans uh, for those properties. So naturally they went back on the market and this ended up attracting uh, several different interested parties, uh, predominantly uh, those with an idea for development. And, um, you know, it, it began another sort of rebooted the whole battle again, except this time we weren't against the county. We were begging the county to turn down proposals from developers. Um, because the idea of the fear was we would have, we won the first battle and now we might lose the war if somebody turned this into an inappropriately scaled development. Uh, And the proposals that came forward uh, were quite out of scale and and included the most uh, predominant one involved, an Aldi land swap with uh, a property in St. Louis that would have given us about 35,000 feet of building, retail, and brewery space there and parking for 164 cars. And I think anyone who knows that property who's driven by there would say that is wildly out of scale.
0: But to be clear, that proposal fell through.
2: It did. So um, again, we the the community rallied. Preservation organi- organizations rose to the call, and, and arm in arm with the Aldi residents, we said, "This is just we can't. We've come this far. The last thing we want is is a development that would ruin the village." And so um, again, the supervisors heard our call and said, "Okay." And they turned that they turned that proposal down and put it back on the market.
0: So after that proposal fell through, what happened next?
2: Well, uh, ultimately an Aldi resident did step forward and put together a proposal that seemed like a good idea for the village and we all rallied behind it. Uh, We were very encouraged, but uh, then, then the county decided to to move into negotiations with that party Um, and they, they spoke for several months, but evidently uh, their negotiations fell through. So again, um, we found ourselves in the same position. It's back on the market and looking for a proper steward.
0: Do you think the county leadership is aware of the significance of the property and is uh, dedicated to preserving the gateway into Western Loudoun? I certainly hope they are now. I,
2: I know that uh, Chair Randall and Supervisor Buffington have been really supportive uh, after kind of sitting down and really listening to our concerns, and I think it's, it's front and center for them. Um, and they, as much as we, want to make sure that this, at the end of this story we have a good, a good solution.
0: And Delina, what can you tell us about the current offer from PEC or the Piedmont Environmental Council?
2: So after, after the offer fell through from the ALDI resident, uh, many ALDI residents and, and VPHA as well went into a little bit of a panic mode thinking, will this ever end? And so we, we talked to our preservation partners, the Piedmont Environmental Council, and of course they've been, they've been with us in the trenches on these issues throughout. And we were delighted when they realized that we needed someone with their sort of um, size and capability to come in and to purchase this property and to take it off the table to ensure that the right sort of measures were taken to protect the property and to work with the community to bring it back to
0: life. So why is the county taking so long to accept the PEC offer?
2: Well, it's, that's a little bit complicated, but I think it comes down to the fact that, as, as we've heard today, we've been down so many failed roads. And I think uh, they're trying to do due diligence, and the next time they say that they have the right answer uh, for Aldi, they want to make sure that it's the right answer.
0: And Delaney, what do other local preservation organizations and the citizens of Aldi think about the PC offer?
2: Again, it's it's been wi- widely supported. So, of course, our organization has sent a, a letter of endorsement, along with Goose Creek Association, the Aldi Ruertan Club, the Aldi Heritage Association, the Mount, the Mount Zion Cemetery Group, uh, pretty pretty much everybody that's been involved since this sort of journey began again, almost a decade ago, is is behind this offer. So it's it's an exciting time. I think finally, uh, what's been for a long time this sort of looming concern. Has, I think we're feeling like there's light at the end of the tunnel and we're going to have a good story to tell once they accept that offer.
0: Great. Thanks so much for joining us today, Delaney. My pleasure. I'm now happy to introduce a figure well-known in the preservation community, Mike Kane. Mike currently serves as Director of Conservation for the Piedmont Environmental Council. Thanks so much for joining us today, Mike. And maybe you could start by telling us a little more about yourself and about PEC.
3: Thanks, Alex. I really appreciate being here today. I work at, the, as you mentioned, the Piedmont Environmental Council. We're an organization that's been around for 50 years now, and our mission is to really promote and protect the natural resources, history, culture, scenic beauty of uh, of the Virginia
0: Piedmont. Great. Thanks, Mike. And can you tell us a little bit about why PEC is interested in the ALDI assemblage in particular?
3: Well, uh, just going on what we were just talking about, the PEC's mission, you know, this property is, has a variety of resources that are really worthy of con- conservation. I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit more, but the uh, the 1820 historic structure on the property as we call the tavern, uh, as well as the, um, Bull Run Mountains, the terminus of the Bull Run Mountains, as well as um, Little River passing along the edges of this property. Really highlights that there's diverse resources there and that's something that for PEC, something that really activates us and makes us interested in pursuing a conservation solution if possible. We really became involved or what really spurred our interest is the ability to work with the local community on a conservation option. Um, As you know, um, the county had made a decision that they were going to probably, they were looking at various options for uh, the disposition of the property. And we thought it was a great opportunity for us to step in working in partnership with our uh, community organizations to really find a, a, a really positive solution that could highlight the protection of the resources there, provide additional opportunities for people to see and experience um, all that that
0: property has to offer. That's great, Mike. And now, can you tell us a little more about the specific plans for the site that PEC has?
3: Well, first and foremost, our plans for the, the property are to first consult and work with the residents of Aldi and with our allied partner organizations to really take a look at what is the most appropriate use for the property. Our intent is to come up with a final solution that really respects the integrity of the village, protects the resources, restores the the tavern property, and also um, hopefully provide an opportunity to provide public access to the property. With that in mind, um, we wanna bring the community together have that discussion, listen, and come up with the final plan for action. So after we have a a chance to really engage and get feedback from the Aldi community, our hope is that a final plan really has four components to it, which is one, restore the tavern building, the historic structures. Two, um, ensure that whatever the uses are there in the future, that it really adds to the um and celebrates the village meaning any use of the property is at a size scale intensity of use that maintains the integrity the historic integrity of uh, the village three make sure we protect the resources and that's not just the tavern building but also these interesting forested slopes that are there and finally little river The last thing we'd like to do is be able to incorporate a public access component. Our conceptual plan for the property right now looks like creating a a public green at the intersection of um, the mountain and a little river that we think is really a compelling opportunity.
0: PC's also done a, a great job with a Roundabout Meadows site. It's a site just east of Aldi on Route 50 uh, that really marks the unofficial gateway out into Western Loudoun and, and the larger heritage area. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you envision the Aldi assemblage being connected to Roundabout Meadows and all the great work that PEC is doing along the Route 50 corridor?
3: Well, thanks, Alex, for that, that acknowledgment. Uh, at PEC, we've really been working for 20 to 25 years and uh, ensuring that uh, the Route 50 corridor running roughly from Lena out to Upperville um, is uh, remains that spine that really opens up the, um, <clears throat> the historic and character and the beauty of, of rural Loudoun and Fauquier, And that really starts for us at Roundabout Meadows and Gilbert's Corner. Um, but as we go west, On route 50 Um, we have worked to also the the key element of our work has been um, the the route 50 traffic calming project of which we are a founding member of the route 50 coalition and all the improvements that we see starting at, at gilbert's corner or at mount zion church going west are incredibly important to us because of the context sensitive planning that went into that transportation improvement. So just going back to your question, how does it connect? We just see it as a continuum of our work, beginning at Gilbert's Corner, the public access and conservation that we've created there, the way that we've invited people to come to Roundabout Meadows at Gilbert's Corner with our trails, with our farm, with our farmer's market, go west one mile, we're in Aldi, following the Route 50 corridor this is another place where we can plan, work with the community and devise a way for um, those same elements of conservation, of public, public use and enjoyment of the resource can continue. And that really stretches far beyond, You know, um, if you go all the way out Route 50 to, um, to Paris, we have another preserve um, called the Piedmont Memorial Overlook provides tremendous views from the top of the Blue Ridge coming all the way back to
0: Aldi, Gilbert's Corner, and so on. So it sounds like PEC has really been a leader in getting community involvement in all these projects. So can you talk to us a little bit about how the community will be involved in the decision about the Aldi assemblage going forward?
3: Yeah, I think a key element of our work is, and, and really the, the, the essence of our work at PEC is to empower residents and partners to be able to take action in ways that really celebrate the Piedmont. Um, We've brought that approach to almost all of our work, whether it be in Loudon or any of the other eight counties that we work in. And so a key part of it will be to bring together the partner organizations and residents and get their feedback on how can we, how can we um, restore this property again, provide opportunities to access the property and ensure that it's in keeping with the integrity of the historic village. And I imagine we will, and we, we have had a great deal of discussion about this already about community meetings, about other concrete actionable opportunities
0: for residents to come in and get a view of, um, of the future. You know, it sounds to me like this uh, is kind of a true no-brainer for the county and a real win-win for everyone. Now, you know you already have our official support as well as that of the Aldi community and several other local preservation groups. Uh, but for our listeners, what can the public do to support your bid for this property?
3: Well, <clears throat> first and foremost, I really appreciate the support that all the many organizations in um in Loudon have provided and, and brought to us and encouraged us to pursue the, the acquisition of the Aldi assemblage um, the the key thing right now is um, we hope that the county um, Board of Supervisors will um, make a decision in the you know near future about the, the future use of the property and any information that um, or any messages they'd like to send to the board would be
0: you know, we would would welcome. Well, Mike, I definitely want to thank PEC for all of its leadership on this issue, and thank you for coming on today. Great. Thanks
3: so much, Alex, for having me.
0: Well, that's it. Thank you, Travis, Delaney, and Mike. As you heard, after many years of frustration, disappointment, and intense community involvement, the solution is in sight that will protect the historic fabric of Aldi and preserve the rural gateway into western Loudoun and the heritage area. PEC's offer is viable and endorsed by the Aldi community, local preservation organizations, and Loudoun residents across the county. And, just a note, Aldi consistently makes the top ten list of tourist destinations in the county for its historic mill and is one of the most well-preserved villages in the region. To our listeners, if you're interested in helping, We ask you to please contact the Loudon supervisors now to share your support of PEC's offer. A decision is about to be made, and it's important that the Loudon board knows how you feel about Aldi and the preservation of historic sites across the county. Write to bos at loudon.gov. Now, one of the reasons we chose Aldi as our first topic was that this particular story has so many of the elements we run into all the time in trying to preserve key historic buildings or locations throughout the Virginia Piedmont. These are important locations that served important functions in the past that still speak to the present, but without robust citizen activism to engage local government, they're often destroyed or ruined by developers, and there's a failure to communicate between the parties involved. In future podcasts, we will talk about some other locations throughout the area that have fallen into this cyclone of failures. Some have been pulled out others are still in need of your help. Aldi, we hope, is on the edge of a rescue. Please tune in next month as we return to discuss the preservation success story of Clark County's Carter Hall, the 1792 home of Nathaniel Burl. We also have several special programs coming up, including an event on the visit of Lost Generation authors F. Scott Fitzgerald and Thomas Wolfe to Historic Wellburn on June 23rd. And, as always... You can find out more about our upcoming events on our website, PiedmontHeritage.org, as well as information about becoming a VPHA member and supporting our mission of preservation through education. And for any questions, please give us a call at 540-687-6681 or email us at info at Thanks again for listening, and until next time.